Hello folks, it's Josh Karniewski here with Pat Reed in episode 36 of the Modern Agile Show. I'm so thrilled that uh, Pat could join us today. Uh, we just saw each other at the Agile Open NorCal and uh, I said you've got to come to the show because um, just so much wisdom that you have to share and um, you know we need this in the world to hear this. So. Um, Pat is a former executive from Disney, Universal Studios, The Gap. She is a, uh, the founder and principal consultant at iHorize. And that stands for what? Innovative Horizons. Innovative Horizons. Business and Agility. Business Agility. So, um, and she also is an adjunct professor for UC Berkeley running a Agile management course there, mm -hmm. a cert certif certificate course that... Uh, Spans several months, I think, right? Yes, several years, quite honestly. Oh, years, okay, <laughs> yes. So that's that's uh, a lot uh, alone there, but there's so much more beyond it. Um, I, I mean, I, we were talking at the conference, and basically Pat is helping the entire government of Australia mm -hmm. um, become agile. Right. So, um, you know, she she's really um, an amazing person. So I, thanks for coming. Well, thanks thank for coming you. here. Delighted. It's, it's an honor to have you. and. Um, so let's, let's start by just getting into, you know, what do you think of agile, you know, agility, uh, business agility, you talk a lot about organizational agility, you know, what, what is this and what, what, what are you providing? I think agility is absolutely key to thriving in the future and really being able to learn and adapt continuously. Yes. So uh, although its roots are in obviously software development, it's become so much more important today with the increasing uncertainty and complexity in the world mm. for individuals and organizations to learn as quickly as possible and adapt to those in emerging challenges and threats that are out there. Mm -hmm. So business agility is really key to adapting and to creating that ability to thrive yeah. and create for yourselves an amazing future. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. Yep. And that, I get the sense that that excites you to this day. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that concept doesn't go, that excitement is like, a, it's like a candle, it keeps burning. Right. Right. Um, it's the same for me, right? Yeah. I, I, I view it the exact same way and uh, yeah, it's all about learning and adapting mm -hmm. quickly. Are we learning fast enough? Right, right. 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 And I, I think it's interesting that we never, we didn't call this this particular field adaptive. Like right. it, ad adaptability is important, but there's also speed. Yes. Uh, you know, because if you adapt over five years, you right. know, it could be too slow and you'll be a dinosaur. Exactly. And it's not our natural tendency to be adaptive and continuously learning. Right. So we've got to actually work against that kind of quicksand a desire of us to sort of just be comfortable, yes, you know, and settle in. We've got to com continuously learn at the edge of our comfort level right. and kind of continuously learn, push ourselves into that, yeah. asking ourselves, what did we learn today? How are we creating value for the customer, differentiating value? Mm -hmm. And are we really learning fast enough and pushing ourselves fast enough? Love it. Yeah. And I, um, do you, so do you feel you do that personally? Like, like, oh, you live and breathe it. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, how and how do you do that? <laughs> well, uh, people who know me know that I am the most comfortable at the edge of chaos. <laughs> I kind of will create my own chaos right. if, uh, if life doesn't create it for me, right? Mm -hmm. Because I do really respect the fact 
that we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. We have to create that edge for ourselves in mm -hmm. terms of pushing yeah. way beyond the, the traditional process and structure and things that actually turn into ways of holding us back. If we really want to, kind of I uh, frequently do a lot of work in Australia and often use the character of Bear Grylls, mm -hmm. kind of adopting a Bear Grylls lifestyle. Yes. Um, everyone in Australia knows and reveres Bear Grylls because he's constantly pushing himself as right. a survivalist yes. to um, extreme circumstances. And I think oftentimes if we understand that agility truly is about learning yeah. and learning at the edge, uh, at the edge of chaos is where we learn the most. Yep. So it, it's quite natural then to become comfortable being uncomfortable at the yeah. edge of chaos. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where we're going to really learn how to thrive. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. It's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, when I started my company, Industrial Logic, um, I was a little bit, you know, it was a big leap yeah. to start a company. And uh, I remember someone saying to me at the time, you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Absolutely. And I was deeply uncomfortable after, after starting it, because, yeah. you know, you're sitting around waiting for customers to yeah. show up. Right. Um, and it's so different. Yeah, right. yeah. And I guess I, you're, you're echoing some thoughts I've had around when you're really moving fast, yeah. but you're, you know, it's not just about speed, obviously, mm -hmm. right? But fast enough where you're not that comfortable. In other words, you're not just jogging. No. You are going pretty fast where it's not that you're going to slam into a wall. I think that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. But you're going fast enough that, you know, it, it's un a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's the key, right? The key really is to let go. Yeah. of the things that we feel we need yes. to be comfortable, like the excess process, like the heavy systems, like the, you know, the, the training wheels, as you talk about in, in, in your uh, yeah. practice and training. We have to that's let right. go of those training wheels. That's right. Constantly, yeah. you know, and that's the key. Yeah. Because the training wheels will, we will gather the training wheels if we're not mindful right. of the fact that we, we're seeking balance, yeah. not yeah, you know, right. not not just just can I can yeah. I can I like bike can I move the bike forward? It's it's exactly. ultimately uh, the essence of biking is balance. Let's exactly. learn that early. Right. So, I think the uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your what what do you find the most challenging when you're when you're working with a group to bring this approach in because this is obviously not recipe driven agile. Exactly. Um, it's not here's my framework. Let's run with it. You're right. you're bringing in a different approach, a business agility approach, an agile organization approach. What do you find is the most? What, what's the most challenging with that? The most challenging is really uh, being disruptive, disrupting, creating enough of discomfort mm. for the participants to truly uh, build their edge, stretch their edge. Yeah. Right, not going in with any kind of cookie cutter, mm. but actually creating enough tension yep. for them to break through their traditional ways of thinking, yes. but not too much tension right. for them to actually, you know, have have a panic attack. Right. right, right. But find that balance requires you to be agile at a level mm -hmm. that you role models for them to actually become agile. I see. Yeah, because I was reading, I was rereading "Crossing the Chasm" recently, and I was oh, reading yeah. about the the early majority, mm -hmm. how they kind of uh, 
they don't want revolution. Mm -hmm. They want evolution, and right. they don't really want to upset the old, right. the old guard, the old status quo. Right. Uh, isn't that a challenge, though, when you're trying to take people to their edge, right. and they have that mindset of, right. I don't want to upset the old stuff? They have to actually get so much more excited about the new stuff uh, that they let they shed yes. the old stuff. Yes. You know, they have to unlearn or kind of le let go of yeah. that dependency mm -hmm. in order to get really excited about the possibility. Mm. And so I use, kind of having spent most of my career at Disney, yeah. I use a lot of our practices in Agile, by the way, did mm. emerge from the creative process of making major motion pictures. Yeah. You know, um, story maps, uh, dailies, yeah. you know, a lot of those practices. So mm -hmm. I tap into that imagine, yes. imagine the yeah. possibilities, if we could, mm. and help people let go of any fears or any um, any impediments that, that are holding them back mm. by convincing them yeah. or helping them to s imagine the possibilities. Yeah. I kind of have a design the future game that's a good way to sort of break that ice. I love it. To say, let's imagine yeah. if we could. Yeah. So anytime they, they kind of say, well, you don't understand, we, we're government or whatever, we, we don't do that here. Mm -hmm. Imagine if we could focus on the results or the outcomes that they're looking for, mm -hmm. so they can find ways and discover to let go of whatever it is that is holding them back. Because yeah, you, you can't actually disrupt to the point of really innovative new creation yeah. if you don't let go of those I see. I see. Yeah, I love that. So you're inspiring them. You're you're basically helping them see a future right. that they really want to go towards, yeah. so that they can let go exactly of the older ways. Exactly. And I sometimes try to create a bit of safety in the experience, right? So that in in these four walls or whatever the experience is, mm -hmm. they feel that confidence. Yes. We do have to build their confidence. Yes. Uh, in their learning to imagine. So mm -hmm. imagining helps kind of. It does start with their core beliefs and their own possibility of their mm. agile mindset. Right. Is where I start to do most of my work. Mm -hmm. Really helping individuals let go of the fear of not knowing something mm. and embrace that uncertainty of discovering something. Yeah. You know, uh, the, it's complex, but it works nicely together. Yeah, I love it. And so the you get to work with the executives, the top of the, the top of the food yes. chain uh, right. to, to get their, to influence their thinking. Right. And it starts there. As the work I do in Australia, oh, tra traditionally is to start with the secretary, deputy secretary level, so that they believe in the potential of their organization mm -hmm. to achieve great things for their citizens, let's say. Right. Different total model than with corporate executives. Right. But with corporate executives, banks, uh, any of the companies I work with, mm -hmm. um, I start with the senior most leaders yeah. in some breakthrough breakout sessions mm -hmm. and then uh, they can cascade and role model that yes. for their entire organization. Very mm -hmm. powerful way to start. Yeah, it's interesting because when I, when I, I once, I've interviewed Paul O'Neill of uh, uh, Alcoa and he became the Treasury Secretary and you know, I had, I'd actually just been to this safety course mm -hmm. which was talking a lot about grassroots safety mm -hmm. and Paul O'Neill was really clear with me. He said, it has to start from the top. Right. Um, he led Alcoa that way. Right. So it sounds like that, but obviously you can't just have it pushed down from the top. So how do you, what, what do you say, I have to say about that in terms of, you know, 
you're getting the worker bees eventually yes. are going to be part of this. Absolutely. How does the that work? The worker bees change the culture, yes. right? When you think about the incredible complexity of real sustainable culture change for organization, it starts with visionary leadership and role modeling at the top. Yes. You know, a great role model, Sachin Ardella from Microsoft, for example, yeah. and how he instilled a growth mindset yeah. throughout the entire organization. Mm -hmm. So the leaders create that visionary leadership, yeah. you know, and they set the tone with yeah. real clarity of outcome mm -hmm. and clarity of purpose, right. enough to activate the seeking system, so to speak, of all the people, kind yeah. of unleashing their potential. Yes. But then the individuals that, that are actually running the company, doing the work, creating the value, are the ones that actually, through their new values and their behaviors, yeah. change the organization. The missing link that a lot of organizations and individuals miss is that you have to create new habits yes. to replace the old habits. Yes. And you have to replace systemic support structures mm -hmm. like performance management systems yeah. to replace the old. Right. But if you've got the visionary leadership that sets the tone from the top with real clarity of purpose that inspires people yeah. to actually want to be part of it and to achieve true transformational change, from the grassroots, that's yeah. where it's going to happen. Okay, this is a perfect segue then into um, agile accounting. Oh, lovely. Uh, which is a term you use. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, what I find sometimes happens, even in my own company, right. is you know you, you, you want to unleash and you try to unleash folks, mm -hmm. and then they come up with something that's going to cost a lot. Yes. And you don't necessarily have the budget for it. Right. And they don't necessarily know that because they're kind of siloed off from the people that do the finances. Right. Can you speak to that a little bit? Certainly, I would love to. It's one of my favorite topics and a very popular topic because as any enterprise is or company is moving towards enterprise agility, they will collide with the traditional uh, accounting practices, particularly let's just take one specific example. How do you account for project labor cost tracking mm. in terms of capitalization versus expense? Right. So as you are um, evolving as an organization and everyone is working in a more agile fashion, you naturally let go of administrivia type tasks that would be traditional expense. Right. And you invest the potential of the organization in creating more capital assets or more value. Mm -hmm. The more you're focused on doing only that which creates differentiating value, yes. you learn to let go of all the expense-related uh, work. So what you'd normally see in your evolution from a more traditional plan-driven company mm -hmm. to a more agile company would be you're creating faster assets, you're learning fast, you're creating things that are of higher value right. to the customer. Mm -hmm. You can actually capitalize and depreciate those assets. Ah. So your bottom line impact to the business mm. to invest more money in creating more assets right. is exponential. I see. Right, because you're actually, and you're, you're um, your position uh, or your respect of Wall Street is more uh, profound as well right because they they're favoring organizations that are actually reducing expense mm -hmm. and creating value right that's what we do in agile mm. right yeah absolutely that so that's great so basically we're helping the company shift and that means working with 
right. those people that hold the purse strings exactly. to change their mindset right. to an agile mindset. And yeah. that's amazingly easy to do once they understand it. Right. If you take a look at your own modern agile um, yes, circle, yes. you know, creating value continuously. That's it's right. Only the work that creates value. Yes. That rings true for everyone. Yeah. Right? Everyone comes to work each day wanting to create value. Right. You have to let go of the non-value added effort. All the process that so often encumbers yes. organizations when they step into this new world of Agile mm -hmm. has to be ultra-light yes. and value-focused. Yeah. Process for process sake becomes waste yes. and actually generates a tremendous amount of waste. Yeah. So this is a lot of lean wisdom, obviously. Uh, lean wisdom yeah. to the max, right? To the max, but yeah. agility is really about um, create. the more value you create, the more lean you're going to be yeah. uh, or evolving ultimately, ultimately yes. too, mm -hmm. and the more you're going to eliminate a lot of that that waste, right? Wonderful. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, this is the kind of thing that most companies that are just simply adopting like uh, an agile framework of right, sorts, right. they're not doing that. They're simply right. getting a vendor or two to implement these things and ignoring finances right. or ignoring uh, people operations right. or, or HR, traditionally HR. Right. Uh, what about HR? Do you, do you obviously you must work with them too? Yeah, HR is a is an extremely. If we really look at agility as a people process, right? Because yes. it's all about the people. Mm -hmm. Then HR plays a more instrumental role. So I do a lot of work with HR. Yeah. In terms of understanding. Yeah. The importance of their role. Yeah, because they. Uh, I mean, obviously, like an individual performance. <laughs> Right. or a review or a mm -hmm. bonus for an individual doesn't necessarily fit too well no. if it's an agile team. It's actually an impediment to organizational legitimacy. Imagine a, a high performing team yeah. where they're being, um, they're going to be rated at the end of the year on a force ranked scale. Right. You know, it's it's going to be counter. It's You yeah. cannot achieve agility mm -hmm. if you're working in an environment yeah. that systemically is actually impeding agility. Right. So HR uh, holds the keys to ensuring that the support structures to change those habits yeah. are going to be uh, holistically applied yes. across the entire company. So would you say then that it's it would be it's in general better to begin with this executive level, mm -hmm. uh, accounting, HR, leadership uh, before beginning you know, the team level stuff. Would you uh, say that or, or is it? It could be, whole, there are a number of approaches depending mm -hmm. on the organization and the, the size. Yes. You know, one of my primary clients is Walt Disney Company, a very large company. Yes. So um, holistically, you'd want to address practices mm -hmm. at the same time that you're building the capabilities in the team. Yes. And building the internal coaching capabilities in the leaders. Right. Okay. So concurrent. Concurrently. Yes. Right. Because yes. it's a holistic approach. Yeah. You want to take like a thin slice of the organization concurrently. Yes. To show them the possibilities of what results might look like. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't. We don't have the time to to you know yeah. to, to tackle just HR. That makes perfect but sense. But I yeah. always do recommend that we start with the mindset of the organization, organizational mindset. Yeah. As role modeled by the senior most leaders. I love it. This is amazing stuff, yeah. So more and more people need to know this. Yes. I mean, it's, it's it's really, this is the secret because we, we talked a little bit at the conference about, um, you, were, you were calling it agile quicksand. 
Yes. Um, what is Agile Quicksand? Agile Quicksand is sadly ad, uh, scrum fall or any kind of agile practices that people, because of their discomfort mm -hmm. at that edge yes. of uncertainty, yeah. they gravitate towards heavy processes. Mm -hmm. And so often I have seen organizations embrace process, the methods. Uh, let's, let's just take a, a few for example, SAFE, Safe. or Scrum, and then uh, focus in, instead of customer value, they focus on the scrum practices. Right. Or they focus on uh, the safe practices. Yeah. Big room conference planning that, that you know, spend more time on the, the planning yes. than on the delivery, yeah. right? So anytime an organization uh, gets uncomfortable evolving itself yeah. by staying stuck in process, you know, there's waterfall, there's agile falls. So that yeah. quicksand is a trap yeah. that almost every organization goes through quite naturally mm -hmm. because it's comfortable. Yeah. It gives you a false sense of confidence. Oh, thank goodness, there's a process I can quickly adopt. Show me the checklist. The silver bullet. The silver bullet, yes. right. Everyone's craving a silver bullet mm -hmm. to, um, to deflect that discomfort. Instead, they need to actually become comfortable with that edge, knowing that they learn. I live on the coast, very close to Mavericks, yeah. the big sur wave surfer. Yeah, yeah. And I like to use the metaphor of um, the big wave surfers yeah. that go out there. They're, they're a role model of agility. Yeah. They keep going back day in and day out. They know they're going to fall off their surfboard. But they're not looking for a silver bullet. Right. They're looking to learn from the next big wave. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's the only way they're going to master that evolution yeah. to where they want to go, the goal that gets them back on the surf every day. So I like to use them as a metaphor. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that we cannot, we have to let go of our quest for a silver bullet. Yes. You I can't just go out and buy a silver bullet surfboard right it's gonna win you Mavericks no not right? gonna it's, work it's yeah not gonna work. I agree with you hundred percent I mean this is the thing that we see when you and you call it quicksand it really stuck with me because yeah. it's hard to change once it's organization-wide or department-wide it's hard to change right. you know hey we spent all this money we got all this training got all these people with new roles and titles and show and me now the value. yeah show, me the value show the value right, right? are right. you actually creating amazing outcomes right. for your customers right. or your citizens in the case of Australia. Right. Uh, you know. Or are you stuck? Or are no, you stuck are you, implementing are you stuck a process? In Agile Ball. Right. Right. Yeah. I, which, which is a natural place to get stuck. And that's why right. this modern Agile is basically saying, you know, there's these four yeah. principles. We didn't yeah. make this up. This comes out of lean thinking, lean startup right. thinking, deep Agile thinking. Right. Um, Kathy Sierra's make people awesome, right. you know, uh, badass, and and like, it is uncomfortable. Yes. And I think what you're saying is so important because it's saying if you truly want to be agile, right, you have to be, as you said, uncomfortable, or comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. And you have to be uncomfortable letting go of the desire to find that silver bullet, which right. everybody is always looking for the silver bullet. Yes. What you'll find with modern agile is that crystal clarity of if you stay true to those four principles and you can kind of ensure that you're consistently focusing, that's kind of a, a guiding beacon, if you will, through yes. that 
chaos. Yes. Because you've got to stretch to that edge of chaos yes. in order to truly be learning yeah. as fast as possible. That's yeah. kind of your uh, lifeline. That's it. That's it. That's exactly how I think of it. And it's hard. Yeah, it was it very hard. It is really hard. Right. I mean, it's, it's the opposite of the silver bullet. Exactly. Uh, but any of us who have been doing this a long time, we know that that's what's required if you're really going to have exceptional results. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, and just really quickly here, um, you told a story about something It reminds me a little bit of the Agile industry and how mm -hmm. that's kind of shaping things in an unfortunate way. Yes. Um, you told a story about a woman who was rejected from a job. Ah, yeah, a story of uh, my a student of mine, a brilliant uh, student, spent her entire career uh, as an engineering, uh, growing up the chain to become an engineering lead at Apple and Google. Uh, and was agile at the core. Yes. Her, she was agile, her DNA was agile. Deeply agile. And she decided she was gonna actually take a shot at a job with Amazon. Mm -hmm. And thought that she would um, kind of test her, her metal, kind of stretch her skills. And the interesting thing is that she didn't understand her own agility. Yeah. Right, and so in the interview, she was not successfully communicating her true agile capabilities mm. and actually uh, didn't get the opportunity. Yeah. And I found that to be quite, um, quite profound in terms of not even recognizing that she was agile at the core, but helped her then to connect yeah. to her own agility yes. and so that she would sail through not only the next interview, but yeah. any that she would ever encounter. It's that building the, your confidence, yes. your yes. own confidence and awareness of your agility mm -hmm. to stretch uh, and to be able to tackle, starting yeah. with the mindset mm -hmm. and then the four core values. She yeah. nailed it. Yeah, because you mentioned she sailed through all the different parts of the interview oh, until she got to, candidate. and top then she candidate. got to the final interview and it sounded like the interviewer yeah. was looking for yeah. a cookie cutter. Yeah experience guide of, right. oh, you didn't do the cookie cutter, you're not agile. Right. Which is really unfortunate because they lost a great person. Ah, yeah. Who could have made, made Amazon uh, customers even more well, happy, uh, you know, whatever. Right. It's, uh, but the learning there, the key learning there was both sides uh, lost uh, yes. and had to reassess yes. their screening practice and their own internal confidence mm -hmm. to realize yeah. what is agile, yes. right? It's what? not being able to recite, you know, a body of knowledge right. or, you know, some rituals. Yes. But it's about living and breathing the core values and learning faster yes. than the chaos that's yeah. out there waiting for you. I love it, yeah. So knowing the real the real meaning and nature of real agility right. is key to practicing it. Right, and you'd um, be surprised at how often people get agile confused with some practices or methods. Yeah, I, I see it all the time. I so it's, it's you're preaching to the choir and uh, this, is, this is awesome stuff. So cool. yeah, thank you, Pat. It's, oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Joshua. Yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, thanks for watching uh, our episode here. If you enjoyed this, please share it. And we will be back for more episodes in the future. If you have any questions to ask, please put them in the comments and we'll respond. And thanks again for watching.